Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the we all live in a yellow submarine, yellow submarine. Oh, we're Ron. Oh, hey, I'm Ron Kolick. And with me all the way from East Bridgewater is the blonde bombshell herself, and Carrigan. Well, hello. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. When I was at the gym today, I was actually uh, thinking about you. Oh, why is that? Well, they were. They were I'm playing, almost afraid uh, to ask. Wait, they <laughs> were good or bad? It, it, it was, uh, I was working out, and they, they had music in there, and I don't know why they got this channel on, but they had this channel on, and they played Fine Young Cabo- Cannibals. She drives uh-huh. me crazy. She drives me crazy. Yes, so uh-huh. I thought of you. Oh, isn't that sweet? Yeah, because she well, drives me crazy. I'm finally back to drive you crazy. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you missed me driving you crazy. Oh, sure. I had the other one. The one with no hair driving me crazy. Steve, oh, yeah. You think I drive you crazy. Steve Parsons has got me way, way better. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what's really funny, too, is, is that uh, we received uh, a message uh, in the uh, International Ghost Chronicles International um, Facebook page. And it was from this woman that uh, uh, started listening to the show. And then she started going back to the... Uh, older shows and she's she said she can't believe how much steve has morphed <laughs> so <laughs> really yeah. why uh, yeah because there the is good or for bad uh different i mean who knows what's good and bad it depends on well, what you like right that's true hmm. that's true yeah. Um, so you'll listen to uh next generation right here on uh Tojanet and pararex as well uh, if if Ben has Pararex up and running. <clears throat> hint, hint. Okay. Oh, so it's I Roy. Still... If Roy has Pararex. Okay. Like, who is Ben? I don't I, know I... who Ben is. <laughs> do, you, do you expect anything less from me? Uh, no. Okay. How, how, oh, okay. So, uh, Roy, who is the evening's director. Yeah, he's the one that stiffed us last week, yeah. Yeah, has, What? <laughs> What? Yeah. Don't he, on Roy, he's been with us for years. Yeah, 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 yeah. We love our Togi, our Togi uh, producers. They're sure awesome. We, we absolutely do, right? We miss Karina, but we love Roy. Oh, I don't miss Karina. I have Karina on Tuesdays. Oh, well, I miss her. Oh, oh. yeah. I find don't. Her annoying. Don't yeah. Don't make Roy mad because he'll just and we'll be gone. So. Yeah, I guess we should. Big time, anyways. I canceled the show just for him last week. So uh, oh, really? Wow. <laughs> it's <laughs> just because I'm away. I was away, and you were afraid to do it without me. No, you've right? all lined up. We were all set. <laughs> well, in case you were wondering, I had a fabulous vacation. Oh, fabulous, you? fabulous vacation. <laughs> I'm sorry. Down at the end of the earth, where there's no no cell phone signal. When the wind blows the wrong direction, but uh, boy, it was lovely. But I did miss all of you out there, and um, I'm happy to be back. Oh, that's good. So, anyways, um, 
while you were going, we did this this really neat show. Uh, we did a crossover from international to next generation, and it was called Our, Myst- uh, Our Mysterious World. And I mean, we, what is that? We, it was good. We we started on uh, the international show and ended up on the uh, uh, next generation show. Steve and I and, and we we talked about uh, uh, different mysteries in the world and, and mm-hmm. stuff. It was cool. It was really cool. We got a lot of good feedback from us, which was great. So, anyways, we have a great show tonight because we have somebody who you and I have both known for a long time. Yes, perhaps me a little longer, but uh, she is a fellow taphophile. Uh, and she is the curator, no curator, proprietor of uh, New England Curiosities. She is Roxy Zwicker. Hello. Roxy. Hello. Go. Hey, hey, Roxy. How are you guys doing? Excellent. Awesome. It, it's funny. I'm like on the other end now of of the uh, of the line. I'm usually sitting right there on Monday morning. <laughs> Much, much to her dismay, she. she that, that, I feel so bad for her Monday yeah, night morning because Lou and I like. Uh, oh, and then we get into these little matches once in a while, and poor Roxy's like, "Oh my God, what have I gotten into?" <laughs> oh, it's like a bad game of tennis. I swear to God. Oh, I'm sure it is. Hey, Roxy can handle herself. Let me tell you. Yeah. Somehow I've been managing. <laughs> if it wasn't so much fun, I I wouldn't do it. That's true. I have to say, um, on the occasion when I was up and did the radio show with uh, Ron at the studio on uh, Monday, um, it, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. It's it's very different to do a show in the studio, you know, with the headphones and it all be there together. I, I think it's it's more fun, actually. More fun. Hmm. More fun. It's a lot of fun. Is it a lot it of fun? A lot. Just, just, every just, every just, day, every, every Monday, <laughs> I get up out of bed and I'm like, here's how my week's going to go. This is how we're going to do it. And I never know what I'm walking into. <laughs> and, and, and the thing about it is, is we very seldom have guests on the show. Uh, so it's always some kind of conversation. And we never, mm-hmm. ever, ever know which way it's going to go. <laughs> Do we, Roxy? It is beyond unscripted. Oh, my God. But we somehow, like in the last 30 seconds of the show, we always manage to bring it around no matter how far out in the woods we take it. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yep, always goes full circle. And for, for those who don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about uh, Ghost Chronicles Morning Edition, which airs on... Mondays at uh, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on uh, W, what FM station is that? I always get the call numbers wrong. WCCM. Formerly uh, Eagle Radio. Yeah, but it's now the Net uh, Net New England Talks Radio. Yep, 102.9 FM HD 2. Okay, there you go. And it's also, you can catch it... uh, on Facebook Live too, because we stream it live uh, as well, so you can. Oh, and you should us. see our Facebook Live shenanigans. <laughs> so, anyways, that's that's the show we're talking about every Monday eleven. And if you go to our page, or actually, I don't know where they are because I can never get them up on my page. Well, they're on my page, right? 
Are they? They are on your. They, yeah, they're on, and they're also on uh, my Facebook page for New England Curiosity. I, I don't okay. know if you've got like mice running in your computer, but for some reason, you're always <laughs> the slow one to have it. But it's it's always out there. If you go to the page, Lou puts it up, so now you can go back and see see it in archives and comment. We get all the comments that people put in there on Facebook Live. So yeah, it's all out there. Yeah, we get text messages sometimes, like last week, and uh, we get uh, we used to get phone calls. We don't get as many as we used to, but uh, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, anyway, so, but uh, Roxy is going to be joining me up at uh, SpiritQuest this year, which of course is oh yay, Houdini and Doyle, yay. and she will be teaching a uh, uh, workshop on. Fairy houses. You get to build your own fairy house. Ooh, that's awesome! Oh, it's going to be so much fun, and I'm going to give folks the opportunity if they want to build one for the outside, or if they want to build one for the inside, and like what some of the folklore around it is. Different things that you can use. You can use it for all seasons. How to keep an eye out for fairy houses that might already be naturally occurring on your property. Um, if you take a look in certain places, you just never know who's tucked in there. So a lot of the folklore and, and history and symbolism and kind of demystifying to uh, what a lot of people's perceptions of fairies are because there is a, a whole fairy race of different types of beings. So I'm really looking forward to, to talking to people about that and kind of demystifying what a fairy is and what they do and why we would even want to build fairy houses. That's true. And, that's, uh, that's fantastic. I'm taking yeah. that class. It's a workshop, and it's all part workshop. of your ticket. Yes, it is. It's all part of your ticket. Right. Day, day, day pass up at uh, SpiritQuest. And just, Steve, just Steve, yeah. Steve will be uh, doing a presentation on the coddling fairies, which, of course, uh, were big controversy uh, back in the early days and of paranormal uh, with um, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle and Harry Houdini and all that and these two uh, young ladies uh, took pictures of fairies and uh, it, it's, it's an interesting story. In fact, I recommend, okay, and I'm gonna I recommend a movie to uh, anyone. It's a good family movie, and it is called The Fairy Tale, A True Story. And Sir Arthur Conan Doyle is in it, Harry Houdini is in it, um, the other guy, Gardner, I think it is, uh, is in it. Uh, it talks about the cardinal fairies and has ghosts and everything, and it's a, it's a good family movie, but it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's well done, and it's definitely worth watching. So, there you go. It's my uh, movie of the week. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. So, anyways, um, also at Spirit Quest, uh, Friday night, uh, we will have a uh, replica of Harry Houdini's uh, show that he used to do uh, back in the day. And uh, it, it's, it's based on his, totally on his show, and it'll be performed by uh, Rich, the amazing uh, piano. Who we've had on the show before. Oh, love him. I love yeah. Rich. And He's so there, much fun. And there's a rumor that there may be some blonde uh, medium on in the show as well, but I'm, I'm not sure about it. Mm, Just a could rumor. Be. Just a rumor. I guess people will just have to show up and find out, won't they? Yeah. 
Uh-huh. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Anyways, I, I digress. So we're here to talk to Roxy. Uh, so anyways, check out IndieGhostProject.com. And in fact, if you check in early next week, we'll have a new updated version of all the events that are going to be happening, including the Psychic Detective Workshop and the Haunted House Workshop and a lot of cool stuff. So, uh, Oh, Haunt, Haunted New England, a special presentation will be done, too, which would be great. So there you go. Uh-oh. All right, so tell Cal to stop calling you. Cal does that every time. Every time I'm doing the show, he always calls me. <laughs> Goodness <laughs> sakes! He's wow. Little, yes, just just can't let go. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, Roxy is, as I mentioned earlier, she is the uh, proprietor of New England Curiosity, which includes a whole variety of things that she does. She does all these coolest things. <laughs> Including a trolley tour, which was absolutely a blast. I, Steve and I took it last year, and it was fabulous. So I highly recommend it. But tell us some of the things you uh, you do, Roxy. So um, one of uh, kind of the highlights of what I do is uh, seven different tours of Portsmouth, New Hampshire. All ghost tours from our oldest cemetery, which is the oldest cemetery in the state of New Hampshire, from the 1600s. We do a Twisted Tavern Tales tour, and of course, our, our trolley tour has been uh, one of the most exciting things that we've added since last year, where it's a tour of both Portsmouth and Newcastle. It goes out to the Wentworth by the Sea. We tell you the ghost stories from the Isles of Shoals, and you get to see what Portsmouth in the past in all these locations used to look like. We introduce you to some of the tunnels that are in town, so... That's one of the real um, kind of, you know, fun things that we've been able to develop in. Thinking about now um, even adding a second haunted trolley tour that's of a different neighborhood because it's just been uh, received so well. We've been sold out consistently pretty much all summer, which is fabulous. But in in the in-between time, um, I'm at Deadwick's, so we're partnered with a really kind of cool, esoteric curiosity shop in downtown Portsmouth, so if you want to love that word, love the word. If you wanted to come for a reading or a classroom class, or you want to make your own potion, uh, we make potions with our guests based on, you know, what it is that they're looking to achieve or release. Um, and we just have some of the coolest things that you can imagine seeing under the sun from taxidermy to old books to, Again, Curiosities really seems to be the, the cover for that. So that takes up a, a lot of my time between doing the tours and, of course, being at Deadwick's. Um, that's, you know, that's what I'm into most of the time. But I've been out and trying to squeeze in some, some research and as many museums as I can. Uh, we've been spending pretty much one day a week out to some little remote museum here or there in New England. And it's been, um, it's been really, really cool. So always looking nice. for more stories which is fun. Excellent. Have you gone to uh, Lauren Coleman's uh, crypto museum? I haven't been up there as of yet. That is on my list to go and visit. Um, uh, I've been to Portland a million times, but I, I do have to pop my head in there at some point. It's Yeah, it's a fun thing to do. I mean, it's not, you know, nothing spectacular, but it's fun. It's a, definitely a fun thing. Steve and I went there last year, and uh, uh, it's up towards your neck of the wood, a little farther up north. Uh, but it, it was it was definitely fun. So uh, Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's really, really cool. Um, I actually, in my 
in my third book, Haunted Portland, I actually included it in there um, back in the day. And um, I had gone uh, basically on a lot of information that I had read about it at the time, and I, I've heard now that it's even expanded further. So I definitely got to Yeah, he's actually in. moved, yeah, from the original location. Yeah. But anyways, do you like cryptoids? I, I do um, to a degree. Um, I have to say I like I like cemeteries better, but sometimes you'll come across <laughs> a, a little bit of both. You'll find a you know a cemetery that has a cryptoid story, so and you're kind of forced to like them. But um, yeah, I mean it's it's pretty cool. We've got a sea serpent that's off the the southern main coast here that's been written about since the late 1800s and up through the early 20th century. That's really cool. I keep, every time I go to the beach in like Wells or Gunkwood, I keep looking out there, but I haven't seen anything. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, allegedly we, we've got the sea serpent that's up here. So oh, it's pretty does cool. Does it have a name? You know, and everything that I've read, they've never named it. It is just this, this sea serpent that overtook these um, men in the late 1800s and in a boat and, they said they never saw the end of its tail, and it was just huge, and so on and so forth. And they never named it. And maybe you know, I, I think if they named it, it would have a little more charm to it. Because um, I know, right? We went up to we <laughs> <laughs> we went up to uh, to Vermont, and um, they have they have all all kinds of sea serpent stories up there. And of course, they named their sea serpent in Vermont. Champ, yeah, good old Champ, right? Yep, they have Champ up there. Champ's pretty cool. In Vermont, so yeah, I don't know what we have to. What we name the one in well, to come up with a name for him. Okay. Yeah, there's uh, of course out. the famous one from Gloucester, which was witnessed by hundreds of people uh, mm-hmm. for a long period of time. So uh, yeah, uh, I've been trying to get her on the show, but uh, the one who wrote the book, she wrote this book all about it, and it's kind of cool. But anyways. Uh, Cemetery is your first love, is it is is Anne's as well, mm-hmm. and you've written uh, a, a couple books on cemeteries, uh, right? Yep. So I have um, the Massachusetts Book of the Dead, which is some of my favorite Massachusetts cemeteries with the stories and the folklore and the hauntings. Um, I follow that with the New Hampshire Book of the Dead. I'm working on the Maine and Vermont Book of the Dead right now, and I also have. Um, I published the Haunted Cemeteries of New England, and it, it's so it's so hard to try and encapsulate all the stories that I have in a book because there's there's not enough room. They never give you enough room, <laughs> and they fit it all in. Um, I, I would love to write a part two to the Massachusetts Book of the Dead. There's so much more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, get to would, it. Yeah, Ed <laughs> would love that. That's right. So you mentioned cryptoids and cemeteries. I, I I'm not familiar with any stories about cryptoids and cemeteries that that was intriguing so there's um in in new hampshire we have uh, of course all, all sorts of stories about you know woodsy like monsters that are often seen out with some of our remote cemeteries you know is it is it bigfoot that's out there in our cemeteries in new hampshire up as you go up into the great north woods or or is it something else people have described definitely having some very strange experiences, and I often wonder, is it, you know, is it a monster? Is it a Native American spirit? There's a lot of different layers to these stories. But, yeah, there's up in the in the Great North Woods in New Hampshire, there's a lot of stories about them. Hmm. And that's a difficult thing, because there are, a lot of times, many layers to a story. In fact, there's different stories about the same incident at times. 
Uh, quite often, yes. And, and I think that's what makes it so intriguing to me when you start adding all these different layers to these cemeteries. You know, you're looking at sites that are, some, in some cases, up to 300 years old. That You know, at some point you're, you're going to start running into, you know, everybody's got a different story about these places, and those are some of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, you can't, I mean, in some of them, some cemeteries are so remote, like, uh, you know, just in my travels, just on my recent vacation, you've got family cemeteries that are in somebody's backyard. They're out in the woods. They're in the middle of a field. They're, they're in the middle of nowhere, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so why not? Why not have, it's possible. I think it's totally possible. I mean, I'm, I'm sitting on, on my deck right now in my yard, and I'm looking at a cemetery. It's probably about 15 feet from me, and it's a family awesome. cemetery that nobody nobody goes to. Nobody, you know, in the 17 years that we've been here, nobody's been here but us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it dates back to the 1800s. It's going with uh, one gravestone that actually says the man died at the age of 30 in an accident at the Portsmouth Naval Shipyard, and it's carved right on his gravestone. Oh, it's right cool. here in our in our backyard at the end of our driveway, and there's wow. nothing else around us but houses. <laughs> well, I get a little ner. You know, I'm a little shy when it comes to um, going up and knocking on somebody's door and saying, "Hey, can I go out and look at the cemetery in your backyard?" Because I don't know, I'm just afraid that. Oh, you could just go in it. I just chomped right through their backyard. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. That would be rude. No. Yes, it would. They love That's it. Just bad etiquette. Oh, no, they just love it. I that. would always ask. No, they'd probably sell you some lemonade. Lemonade. <laughs> 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 uh, but I, I think it would be cool to have a cemetery in my backyard. It would. It, it is. It, 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 well, and it comes with a ghost as well, which is kind nice. of nice. Cool. Mm-hmm. So um, when we first when we first moved in, our um, you know our landlord at the time said, "Well, we, you know, we hope you don't mind that there's a cemetery in your backyard." And of course, you know, imagine me. I'm like, "Where do I sign?" And um, mm-hmm. right. it was probably about a, a year after we were here, we were seeing uh, an old man in our house standing at the bottom of our staircase that goes up to the second floor and we'd be sitting on the couch looking through the doorways and I'd be looking over, my husband would be looking over and then we'd be looking at each other and we're like, yeah, we see him there. And then he would open and close mm-hmm. our, our back door all the time, which goes right out to the cemetery. Oh, that's so annoying. We, <laughs> it, was, it was really annoying because I kept getting up thinking people were at my house, you know, coming to visit. So, um, we just kind of got used to that. And, uh, you know, I don't know exactly which person he is um, in the burial ground, but I know he's he's definitely around, and it's, you know, it's not a big deal. But in the winter time, he'll move the dishes in the kitchen. You'll hear uh, the uh, dish strainer shaking, and you know, we both look out there. There's nobody there. And it's not an earthquake. It's it's just him out in the kitchen again. That faces the cemetery. It's I mean, it's all, it's it's all that. Let him do the freaking dishes. You know, give him a sponge. That's what I say, too. I'll yell in the kitchen, like, if you're going to move the dishes, you might as well just do the dishes while you're out there. Actually, I have a funny story, actually. The, uh, when we we first did uh, contact out at the, the Hooten Mansion way, way, way many years ago, uh, we used to always do events at, with the uh, Holiday Inn and North Adams. 
and I got to know the manager there very well. And she told me that uh, her place was haunted by her father. And uh, she would sit in a chair sometimes, and then the rocking chair next to her would start rocking. And so, so she, she said, every time it does it, I, always, I would always turn to her and say, if you've got so much damn energy, why don't you go out there and cut the grass? <laughs> <laughs> nice. You've got to laugh at the paranormal, you know? Hope so. Yeah. That times. So, some people take it way too serious at times. Mm-hmm. But anyway. Uh, so, oh, no. Roxy, I know we're coming up to the break as, as well, but uh, do you have anything uh, coming up that you want to mention before we go to the break? So, let's see. So, uh, this Saturday we have our, of course, trolley tour, and it's coming up at, um, at 8.30 on Saturday night. We actually still have a few spaces left for that going fast. Um, which I'm really super excited about uh, because we've been getting the most amazing sunsets and moonrises on that trolley tour. So um, if you want to check it out, you can go to our website, which is newenglandcuriosities.com, which has a whole schedule of what we have going on. And then I have a big event coming up next month. It's called Dancing Beyond the Veil with um, Seacoast Psych Mediums, and that's in Elliott, where we have a... A uh, belly dancer, we have a musician, Jenna Green, who's coming, and we're going to talk about um, not only how we can connect with spirit through media, but how we can connect with spirit through dance and through music. So that's coming up, and uh, that information is on, on my Facebook page for Women Curiosities. And that's Saturday. Oh, that's the awesome. Third. Yeah, so it's, it's, a, it's a very different way of looking at student connections, you know, whether it's through music or movement or just through mediumship, kind of the, the three M's, as it were. <laughs> right. Yeah. That sounds Absolutely. like a lot of fun. When, when we first wrote our book, Ghost Chronicles, uh, the, the title that I wanted to uh, put it under was going to be called Dancing with the Dead. And, Ooh, I love uh, it. Yeah, but it was rejected. <laughs> so, so it became, became Ghost Chronicles. <laughs> But uh, yeah, that, uh, yeah, I always like that title, you know, "Dancing with the Dead." Mm. So it's great. Anyways, which, which, well, there's the music, so I guess we better go dancing with the uh, commercials. Okay. So, anyways, you're listening to Ghost Chronicles: Next Generation with the Blonde Bombshell herself, Ann Kerrigan. Yes, she is here, and New England's own Van Helsink, and our very, very special guest, Roxy Zwicker, who. Can you hear me? My name is Harry Price. I am speaking to you via the medium of the ghost box. Many of you will know I carried out the first live radio broadcast from Haunted House way back in 1936 for the BBC. Now, thanks to the wonders of modern technology, I am still able to keep abreast of 21st century ghost hunting by listening to Ghost Chronicles International on Togginet, Parax Radio, The Ghost Channel, and even on something called a podcast. Two splendid chaps host it. One is an American who calls himself New England's own Van Helsing, although I have discovered his real name is Ron Kolek. The other is Stephen Parsons, and he's a paranormal scientist. Well, mustache, I'm required elsewhere on something called a K2. But don't forget, I'll be listening in every Tuesday from 8 o'clock in Great Britain and 3 o'clock on the American Eastern Seaboard. I trust you will join me there.
Feel the need to do some soul searching or make some changes in your life to create a more positive future? Then Circles of Wisdom is just the place for you. Circles of Wisdom is a metaphysical bookstore and more, located on Route 28 in downtown Andover, Massachusetts. We carry a large selection of books and music, crystals and gemstones, jewelry and gifts, sage, aromatherapy, and so much more, all in a relaxing and welcoming atmosphere. We offer classes on a variety of topics like yoga, Reiki, psychic development, alternative healing, and personal transformation. For guidance on this journey we call life, get a reading from one of our many readers at Circles of Wisdom, 90 Main Street in downtown Andover, right next to Bertucci's. Call us at 978-474-8010 or check us out on the web at www.circlesofwisdom.com. Lots to see and do in a feel-good place, an oasis in this hectic world. Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ron and Anne and our special guest this mor- this evening, <laughs> Roxy's Wicker. Hey. I forgot what time of day it was. All confused. Have some more wine. Yeah, I shall. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> ah, so where were we? Wine. Remember we were having wine? Wine. Well, wine. That's, great. That's that's a given. Apparition, apparition wine. You ever have apparition wine? No, I have not. I think I have a bottle of it in the, in the cabinet. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gift, gift from a fan. Yes. Apparition wine. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, uh, moving right along. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so I thought uh, since it was. Um, because we're kind of in the, you know, in the throes of the last days of summer, I thought I might share a couple of ghost stories from the coast of Maine, if you guys want to hear two stories that I don't talk about too much. Oh, sure. We absolutely, absolutely. love stories. Yep. And if I don't have to talk, it's even better. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that feeling. Oh, did I use my out loud voice? Um <laughs> So the first story that I I wanted to share with is a lesser known story from Bucksport, Maine. And one of the reasons why I wanted to share it is because it does have a cemetery involved, but it's not the the boot or the dancing on the grave. It's a, a lesser known story of a woman named Sarah Ware. And the story dated back to 1898. And she was a divorcee who was attending a lot of parties in town. And during a poker game, she declared herself as the prize to whoever won the poker game. Oh, wow. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. She could have been a dog, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. Could have been the booby prize. Mm-hmm. Oh, did I say that? Oh. Mm-hmm. Nice. So right in the middle of the, <laughs> the middle of the poker game, she actually she slipped out and just as the guy, um a name a guy named Tom Boulder, who was a local attorney, just as he won the game, he, he was, went looking for her. Where was she? You know, she was supposed to be this grand prize. So she had already started walking home, and I guess she had stopped to get something to drink. And Tom knew that, you know, every night before she went home, she stopped at the, you know, the local general store. So he waited for her on her route. 
And the story was that he, you know, waited in the bushes for her and nope. hunched, hunched down and bushes. as as she, yep, in the bushes. And as he walked, by, as she walked by, he jumped out of the bushes and said, you know, hey, you're supposed to be my prize. And she tried to get away. And nobody saw her for 18 days. And finally, um, someone ended up smelling a decaying and decomposing body um, in a nearby field. And they went over, and when they found it, it was really disturbing. And they knew one of the reasons, you know, why she was murdered just by looking at the body. I guess they, they found that her lower jaws of her mouth had been broken off. A cheekbone oh. was missing, and um, one of her ears had been cut off. And they suspected oh. that because she had known so much about what was going on at the party, and she could talk about what she had heard the lawyer saying. Because you know he basically could do anything he wanted. That that guy, the lawyer Tom, had actually murdered her. So oddly enough, the head when they went to remove the body had fallen off. Ah. So. <laughs> Enough. The, local, the, the local authorities took the head and they put it in a box and, you know, they investigated and it was found out, you know, that the lawyer was supposedly the murderer and whatnot. But then all of a sudden the case completely changed and there was a pact that was made with the police and the rest of the poker players there. And the case remained under investigation for years. And they said that basically she died at the hands of a person unknown. So... When her body was buried, the remains of her body, not her head, it was buried in a, in a part of town that was kind of on the outskirts. And then they built a factory in town, and they had to move the water to get towards the factory. So as they diverted it, they ended up drowning the area where her body was buried. Strangely enough, many years later, it was back in the 1990s, that the police department had this big wooden box that was up in storage and oh, they no. down, and it was her head. Ah, and the story was that so she was cool. walking from the lake where her body is buried underneath from the lake to the police department trying to find her head. Uh, wow. Did they put her head out on eBay? <laughs> <laughs> and they say that even though the lake this day is haunted, you know, boats, their motors won't start. People see apparitions on the shore. It's really cool. It's one of one of my favorite stories from Bucksport that a lot of people don't know. So, so what do you do with the head? There, I can't believe it's handing, handing. They 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 buried it with a marker now. So now it has oh. a marker. Her body's at the bottom of the lake. They're still not together. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So basically, they quit while she was ahead. No. Oh, oh God. Wow. What was that? You just put that joke away in a box. I, I put it yeah, up on a head. Shelf. Yeah, with the head, exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I'd be pretty ticked off if they buried me without my head. So, yeah, I'd be walking around. Really? Well, she's, she's got a lot of reasons. I mean, she doesn't she doesn't have her head, and then the guy that murdered her they made they made a pact with one another, so the case just went as cold as a dead body. So no one is able oh, to another pun for her murder. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so it's um it's just a really intriguing story. And and why didn't anybody look in that box for a hundred years? Like it just sat up there, you know, moldering away. And 
That's some closet in a police station. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's pretty gross. <laughs> it is pretty gross. It's a pretty cool story, though. I like it a lot. I think it's a great story. I, I absolutely think so. I just wish I had the head. You never know what ends up in the evidence room, as I know some, my, some of my police friends would say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, no. As, as, uh, as many people know, that's what I have here, this piece of evidence that didn't get buried in a cemetery. Oh? Yeah. Which, what is that? I can't tell because I can't. <laughs> oh. oh, sure. We'll just throw it out there and we all you know go, what? That. what? what? Yeah. You know, that's part of my mm-hmm. cabinet of curiosities. Okay. So, anyway, Fine. moving right along. So, Ro- Roxy, you said you had a couple of stories. What's your other story? Oh, that. that so, oh. so, <laughs> so, the other story I. I wanted to share is from Camden. So um, Camden's course right on, on the ocean as well. It's beautiful. If you haven't been to Camden, you should go. Um, great cemetery, Love lots of seafaring stories. Um, you can do a lot of boat cruises out there, and a lot of the people that take you out on the cruise will tell you ghost stories as well, which is kind of cool. It's another story from the 19th century, and um, they have these great little hills in Camden. There was a, a young girl who had gone up, and she was collecting flowers, and she got too close to the cliff at the edge of one of the mountains, and all of a sudden, the party that she was with went looking for her, and they looked around and couldn't find her, and she had actually fallen off the, the side of the mountain down the cliff, and it was about 300 feet down that she had fallen. So they carried her out, out, out of the park area, and she died from internal injuries. Strangely enough, they ended up, the local townsfolk, ended up erecting this huge cross. Um, The cross is probably about 20 feet tall. And over the years, they've repaired and replaced the cross over and over again. In fact, they actually had the National Guard out there to make sure that the cross was still standing. It's a big um, metal cross, which you can see when you're down in Camden up in the hills. So oddly enough, uh, it was I think it was like 2011, there was a, a couple that had gone up walking along the cliff there, and the, the couple ended up having an argument over an inheritance, and the husband ended up hitting his wife over the head with a rock and pushed her off the oh. cliff. And nice. they fell down the mountain, and somehow she actually survived. She fell down that same cliff, and he says he had no memory of her you know, falling off the cliff. He doesn't know what happened. And, of course, Mm -hmm. it ended up going to trial. And um, it came out that he had had an affair. He had spent some inheritance money, and that's what they were arguing about. And he was actually sentenced to jail. So now the, the, the ghost story is that when you go up there, that people will see the apparition of a girl or a white mist, which is the young lady that originally went off the cliff that's up there. And that there's, you know, uh, I guess tied to to the spot is that that second story that I told you. That energy keeps her there because somebody had actually, you know, been pushed off the cliff. So now because of that, she's there all the more often. Wow. And her her name is her name is Eleonora. So if you're in Camden and you look up to the hills and you see this enormous white cross, that's that haunted spot. 
So ever since 2011, sightings of her have, have just multiplied since that incident what, with that older couple up there. What's her name again? I missed that. Her name is Eleonora. Eleonora. Because I'm going to Camden over Labor Day weekend. We're going to be camping up there. And I would love to look into that. Yep, Eleanor French. She was 12 years old. It was thought that the hat that she was wearing blew off, and she went to retrieve the hat and went off the side of the cliff, but nobody saw her go until they looked down the end of the cliff. But you'll see this enormous white cross. They actually have um, postcards of the hills, and you can see the cross up there, and there's a lake just below it. Um, it's a it's a great local story with a lot of activity. So um, nice. I highly recommend it. Just don't get too close to the cliff. Oh, I won't. I'm afraid of heights. I won't be too close to any edges. <laughs> but there is really? a um, you'll see the you'll see the sign um, for the for the the little trail, and it's the Maidens Hill Trail, and that's the path up to the cliff where she died. Oh, okay. Lots of sad tales about people dying, especially women. I mean, Roxy uh, and I did an event at the end by the sea with a Lydia Carver, the ghost bride. Lydia Carver. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, that made our book, our new book that's coming out, Ghost Files. Uh, we just did a chapter on that. So, Roxy, you're in it, actually. So, there you go. Yay! I'm infamous. <laughs> that's, that's what I was thinking. But anyway, yeah, it's there's so many tales about, especially, you know, women in white. How many women in white have seen? And how many Oh, right. Yeah. There? Right, right. And all this stuff. So it's it's all intriguing. It's a lot of fun. Uh, you know, those women in white never hurt you, do they? Generally speaking, no. We have two uh, women in white here on the seacoast. We have uh, one in the Rockingham. She wears mm-hmm. a big cameo around her neck and has black hair streaked with gray and She's been disappearing into the walls and doors of this 19th century hotel for years. And then, of course, you have the woman in white out on the Isles of Shoals who's standing on an outcropping of rock saying, he will return, he will return. So we've got two women in white, basically just a stone's throw from our seacoast here. So the woman in white on the Isles of Shoals, that's the one who was supposed to be like back Blackbeard's wife or girlfriend or something or other? Well, allegedly she was left on the island to guard Blackbeard's treasure, even if it was till doomsday, should he return. However, I do have a couple of other theories as to who she might be, you know, kind of based on some some more detailed research that I've been doing. Um, in the early 1900s, there was a, a boat that was going out uh, with 14 workers to the Oceanic Hotel on Star Island, and a, a steamer was leaving uh, the Isles of Shoals heading back to Portsmouth. And whatever happened, the wind was just right that day, and all of the women in this boat wanted to see the steamer passing, so they all went over to one side of the boat, and the oh, boat tipped no, over and yeah. capsized. And the I, the way the wind was blowing, the way the tide was rushing, it actually pulled them right down into the water, and uh, 16 people died, the, the 14 people and the two rescuers died, and they were all wearing white. And then you have, on top of that, the story of the wreck of the Pocahontas, which happened out on White Island, which I'm sure you know as well. Um, And the bell for that ship is actually down in Newburyport. And there were some women that died in that wreck as well. So I don't know. There's there's a lot of different sources that you can point to that might be that woman in white. But it's it's a very romantic and lovely story. She's, She's not 
scary. She just seems to be rather a lost soul that's out there. Mm-hmm. Right, and then you have the smutty nose murders as well. So, that, you know. oh, the infamous double axe murders can't can't talk about the islands without those. <laughs> so long, it's, it's long intriguing. In fact, in fact uh, Friday, uh, Friday we'll be doing a ghost and pirate cruise out to the Isle of Shoals and uh, other locations and uh, with uh, Jeremy Dashmont. Uh, so that's going out of Rye, and that's a two and a half hour cruise. So I think there's still some tickets available. The link is probably on my website, IndieGhostProject.com. Let it end. Let it EGhostProject.com. But that's, but that's it's always worth going just to see you dressed as a pirate. There you go. There you go. I, I remember I went on like <laughs> the first ones that you guys did like way back in the day. I remember, and yep, it's worth it for that crew blue and white striped authentic pirate gear shirt that you wear. Evidently, you have never ever seen Peter Pan. That's all. I, <laughs> I am just telling you, you have never seen Peter Pan. And you know what? Not all pirates are captains, by the way. Just thought I'd let you know that as well. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So anyway, mm-hmm. uh, moving right along to other key subjects that Roxy, which is Roxy, probably is. Uh, I bet you she knows more about Portsmouth than any other person, certainly anyone that I know of. Uh, and there's so many cool places that she, she does in her, her trolley tours and also her regular walking tours as well. And uh, so many tales, so many stories. And the thing I, I like about Roxy is she actually, you know, she talks to the people, she finds out about them, she does research on them as well. Uh, where a lot of people, you, you know, they just open up a book and say, oh, well, I go read this in a book, and there it is. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but I, I, so- I really try to keep the ghost stories current. You know, you can, you can read them in a book, but to find out what's happening in these buildings today, to talk to the police officers or the folks from the historical society or the local attorneys, they're the people that are still in and out of these buildings. So I think they're really the, the best resource to tell you. And, it, you know, if they ask me not to use their names, I'm totally fine with that. If they're okay, you know, with using their names, then, you know, I'll go ahead and do that. And I've, I've heard some of the most amazing stories from local attorneys in town about buildings that they own that have ghosts. And they're still in practice. And they're like, it's okay to share these stories and use my name. I mean, stuff like mm. that just blows my mind. Mm. Right. And it seems the unlikeliest people often have the best stories. Oh, you said a mouthful. That is so true. <laughs> and you know what's one of the, the cool things, too, is, is you hear a lot of stories about um, uh, wives of captains, sea captains or sea sailors, and, and they're still waiting for their, their husband to come home from sea, and, and they're lost at sea. I'm sure you've run across it of those stories in every seaport that you've, uh, you know, gone to, Roxy, I bet you. Yeah, we've got, um, we definitely have a few of those in Portsmouth. The Sherburne House from the 1680s is haunted by a woman in blue, a sea captain's wife. And just around the corner is the Pleasant Street Cemetery, which is kind of funny because you have sea captains and their families that are supposed to be buried in there, and you'll see the gravestones for the sea captains, and there's nothing on the gravestones to tell you that they actually died at sea. So okay. now you have the women who were left in the houses trying to raise the families, 
and here, you know, in this house, we've got this woman in blue. Kind of the irony about her story is where she's seen standing in the window in the house, there's actually no floor that's there. So in order uh-huh. for her to be seen in the window, she'd have to be floating, which is so cool. So, um, yeah, she's, she's still waiting for somebody to come home. We've got um, up in Portland, we came across a, a few of those stories when I was writing the Portland book. Newburyport's got them. Boston's got them. Um, these, you know, the, the the women who were left behind. But it was such a it was such a common thing, you know. So many so many men died at sea. You know, we'll never really even know the the true number of those. Um, I had gone up to uh, the Brickstore Museum in uh, Kennebunk a few months ago, and they had this amazing painting on the wall of a sea captain, and just the story of it was phenomenal because the sea captain was out. He was heading somewhere up to, you know, uh, to northern Canada, and I guess he met with foul play or what have you, and he had had his portrait done of him when he had been over in England, and however happened, the ship was taken captive, they, they took him, they ended up killing him, and somehow this portrait ended up being tossed overboard in its tube, floating in the ocean, a ship came along, found the tube, opened it up, and in the painting, the captain's holding a letter that actually says, you know, Kennebunk, Maine. So they ended up shipping it back um, to Maine, and they found out, you know, of course, here's the wife who was waiting for her husband to come home, and uh-huh. they, they found her. So they plucked his portrait out of the ocean, brought it <laughs> back to her, and of course, you know, by then she found out he had died at sea, and the gallery now where this beautiful portrait hangs is said to be haunted by her. Oh, oh wow. Well, That's she was cool. waiting for it, it him, so amazing. she found him. She's staying with him. <laughs> you know, you know, you talked about uh, the woman floating, too. You know, she's seen and she's floating. I remember a case that we worked mm-hmm. on in Lawrence, and uh, this family would see this woman uh, come into the living room and then appear to walk upstairs and then just disappear into the ceiling. And... Uh, we did some research in the house, and we found out that back in the the day, I forget the, the timing on this exactly, which is not uncommon for me. But anyways, <laughs> uh, a lot of the houses were actually moved from Cape Ann because uh, the temple mm-hmm. or something was crappy in Lawrence or blah, 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 whatever. And so this house was one of the houses that was moved from Cape Ann. And we did further research, and we were able to find out that, that the house where it came from was actually two stories when it was in Cape Ann, but when they moved it here, they had taken the the top story off it. So that's woman probably was in in that house in Cape Ann and going upstairs doing her thing or whatever. Oh, wow. (laughs) That's very cool. uh, Wow. Yeah, There there are other tales, too, of, of, uh, you know, ghosts outside of windows on second floors. And, and if you do research, sometimes you find that there's a building. There was a building there and, uh, you know, there were floors. So basically, uh, you know, some of the stuff you see is that, that it's they're still living in that time period. In other words, it was a residual haunting or whatever. And that's why they are in unusual places at time. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. And even, uh, you know, you have them disappear through walls and then uh, uh, houses change so many times over the year. There may be a door there at one time. It's not like they just, you know, vanish through a wall. 
it's it's that there was at one time a, a door there. So uh, yeah, it's all cool stuff. That's that's really neat. If you do your research, that's that's the key, I think. Absolutely. Well, and I think that's an important distinction to make too, because we have so many stories of spirits that walk through walls, and people are like, "Well, why would they walk through the wall when there's a door there?" And people are asking that question on tours. And I've given them the same answer. So it, it's interesting to contemplate, you know, what these places look like before. And a lot of times they're just going through the motions as they as these spirits would have done back when they were alive. So I think you really bring up a good point there. Yeah. I remember, like, uh, we did the, the Sprague Mansion, actually, which is in the book, too, the new book. And, and the doll room, the famous doll room at Sprague Mansion, where all the creepy dolls are, uh, was really uh, the entrance to the service uh, servants' entrance, and um, then they added a new building on, so it became kind of like a closet. And so they see people in there, and they believe that was the servants, and they were just using the, the entrance. That's why they're mm-hmm. in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool! That's funny. Yeah, it, oh. it's fun. The paranormal is a lot of fun, and I and I know. You agree with me, Roxy, with your research. You always find something that you, you makes you go, huh, you know, you, <laughs> you, yeah, you you really don't expect it. And, right. and I think that's the intriguing thing about it. Hmm. And well, so and there's, like, there's always a new story to hear, too, you know, from a yeah. different perspective or, you know, in a way that you hadn't heard it before. And I think that's always the, the thrill for me as well. I never even imagined or I never even knew that could happen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh my God! Pizza from the dead. Yes, there it is. Pizza <laughs> from the dead. Which means we got to wrap it up. We do. But, uh, it was a lot of fun. So it was lot. fun. It's always Roxy, good talking, Roxy. It it is. And Roxy, can uh, we? Can you just uh, give out your website if people would like to learn more about you and they haven't heard from you before? Sure. So um, I am New England Curiosities. You can find my website at New England Curiosities. It's plural with an S on the end. We also have a really active Facebook page with all of our events and things that we have coming up and pictures and lots of stories that I've researched. So um, you can just find us on Facebook at New England Curiosities. But I'm on every Monday, too, (laughs) with Ron. (laughs) Yes, you are. If you want to start your week week with some crazy stuff, you can can check that out, too. That's always right up to the minute. Excellent. Yeah, I, I always feel so bad for Roxy. I was actually sen- thinking of sending her a sympathy card because she'll be with the show for a long time now. And it's like, because uh, <laughs> once again, it, it, you never know what, where that show is going to go at all. <laughs> mm. Anyways, we mm-hmm. want to thank you. We know where this one's going, and that's down the toilet because we're leaving. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you guys so much. It was so great to talk to you, Anne. I look forward to seeing you at Spirit Quest. You too. I can't wait. That's right. Spirit Quest, September 29th, 30th, October 1st, up at uh, VZ. And, oh, we added a new event on September 28th, the Big Seance. So, there you go. It's going to be going on till 3 in the morning. So, Wow. You betcha. That's why we call it the Big Seance. That's a big seance. Are you sleeping bag? Yeah, yeah, and your about. and your Red Bull. <laughs> yeah, lots of, well, we'll have we'll have lots of stuff there. We'll have many mediums, so it'll be fun. All right, till next time. We want to thank uh, Roxy for joining us. I want to thank Ann for being here, 
And I want to thank you guys for listening to us. Till next time, good night and God bless. Good night, everybody. Thanks for listening. to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord.